0: What is a solopreneur, you might ask? A solopreneur is a new breed of solar pro that is willing to do whatever it takes to achieve mastery, and you are about to become one. All right, what's up, solopreneurs? We are back with another episode. We got a familiar face on the show. If you've been a longtime listener, you have probably heard the episode with the man, the myth, the legend, Sam Taggart. And we we're fortunate enough today to have him back on the show. So, Sam, thanks for coming back once again. We must be doing something right for you to agree to come on the show again.
1: Oh, I'm 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 excited here to spread the love, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, we're well, doing awesome things, man. And um, I'm just happy that you pulled off a door-to-door con still during COVID. I thought it was going to be canceled, but you were like the only events that I saw even still happening. So I'm like, dang, if you pulled this off, I better get to it. <laughs> yeah
1: it was it was we had to move venues two weeks before like really so i was literally pulled out from under us and they're like hey we're not gonna, we're not gonna be able to hold your event i'm like oh what do you want me to do? call like 600 people and just tell them hey we're mo- like not doing it like like what do you want me to do so i'm like me and me door knocking sam i just go start knocking on venues i'm like how about here how about here how about here and i just start calling there's not a ton of options in utah with like to fit that many people and vendors and it was hard. But uh, yeah. Matt, so,
0: well, yeah. Matt, kudos Matt. you for pulling it off. I'm just, I was, I was sad that David Goggins didn't want to come anymore. Guess he did he, huh?
1: he got scared of COVID, dude. Like he literally was like, "Oh, I'm just nervous to travel with COVID." And I was like, see. "Can't hurt me, what?" Like, are <laughs> <Yeah. on. laughs> <laughs> the baddest dude out there. Like, I know. it, Iron Cowboy, and he's doing his hundred Ironman right now in a hundred days. And if there's anybody that James Lawrence was like. Yeah, David Goggins a pussy. And I was like, anybody <laughs> could <can> say that. <laughs> In you like yeah, no? Got
0: some balls. You know, to say that. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, touche. Touche. Uh, I won't say anything. I'll shut my mouth. I'll beat my own. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, know.
0: I thought it was funny that John Maxwell comes and he's like, what, seventy, oh, eighty years old?
1: I literally tell John Maxwell, "I was like, hey, I was so shocked that you came." David Goggins bailed, and and John Maxwell goes, "Oh, COVID's a joke. It's not real." <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow that's awesome
1: up, i was like what's up <laughs> yeah. oh, he's just like oh it's not even real oh, that's awesome
0: <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> A that.
1: Hero. he was so cool yeah. he was, i have so much more respect for maxwell like just how he showed up and like just who he is i'm i'm excited i'm i'm excited for this next year we're we're vetting some speakers right now i'm not gonna say but um yeah. We're open to suggestions too. So if anybody that's listening to this is like, I'm friends with Mark Cuban, I'd be like, yes. <laughs> connect me. <laughs> uh, so I am throwing that out of the universe. Um, so connect me if you guys know of any good keynotes. So
0: Okay, good, good. Oh, cool. Um, so th- hopefully you should all know who Sam is, but I guess if you don't, I mean, he's the door-to-door master. He's you know started door-to-door experts. He has the door-to-door podcasts. So um, unless it's like your first day or something, you probably should have heard of Sam by now, I would hope. Um, But yeah, that's what he's about. So if you haven't, go subscribe to his podcast. He's doing a good ton of awesome stuff. And we'll talk about his event he has coming up soon. Um, But Sam, what I kind of wanted to jam on today is just the first uh, podcast we did with you. We focused more on like the solar specific stuff. Like I think we did kind of like a live role play thing and, um, you know, broke down objections, things like that. So this time I kind of wanted to focus on what you've really just learned. If you just con- you've consulted all these companies, I mean, you've been doing this for years. You've probably seen what works, what doesn't work and have a ton of ideas on that. So I kind of wanted to see just kind of the broader um, perspective, I guess now. So in all your consulting, what do you see that is making a big difference for the solar companies you work with? I guess what's, what's been helping the companies you work with?
1: Um, It's, everybody asks me like, what are the behaviors that I should be doing, right? Like teach me the right pay skills, teach me the right, you know, knocking techniques, teach me the right training. What they're not asking is, they, like I go to most companies and they never really understand why they're a company. Like what's their identity? And I'm finding the companies that really get clarity around their vision, their core values, their identity, and, and anchoring in some foundational elements of like what our mission is, then it's so much easier to couple on the the, the behaviors and the structures and all the other things that follow. Um, so a big piece of what we do a lot of times is just help realign them because even businesses have been around for 10 years. I mean, we've consulted some you know, billion-dollar companies, and it's like – we're just sitting here kind of like, you've lost your, your mojo. You've lost like why you even exist. You're just stuck in this mud of like, we're just like rowing, but with no direction. I'm like, so where are we going? Yeah. Well, I don't know, you know, another 10 million. And it's like, okay, <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm like, your people are losing a little bit of their love because they don't see the vision. They, they, they're not getting communicated with, on the path. They're not getting enrolled every week, every month, every year, why they should re-list, re-enlist in your company. Does that make sense? So like yeah. a lot of big problem in this industry is turnover. A lot of big problem in this industry is how do I avoid getting my reps to go start their own company or go to my get poached or, or ask for more money or whatever that is. And I'm like, yeah, they got to understand like where you're going.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: They're driving themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, and I know that was, that was a big problem we had. It's one of the previous companies I worked for is, um, we would hire, it was a setter closer model. So we'd hire all these setters on, but then, um, you know, fast forward a few months, these setters start hearing how much like the closers can make and, you know, even reps from other companies and things like that. And then they want they start asking how they can progress. And, um, the culture is basically, you can't progress. We want you to just keep, you know, (laughs) keep setting deals um so it just caused a ton of turnover yeah we had some solid guys but they wanted like what's that next step how can we progress into like closing the managing or whatever the next thing is so yeah i think that is super important is creating that vision and just helping guys see what the next step step is where they can go so when you're consulting these companies how do you get them to like what are the steps you take them through to help them out with this and create like i don't know that vision and keep their reps motivated and all that
1: yeah and every every like I mean the first thing is every company's unique and so it's really understanding like getting down to the root of what 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 do you want you know what I mean it's like some companies like we have a a pest control company that we kept asking like well are you building this to sell off your accounts are you building this to just keep building a reoccurring residual are you building this to go and you know build more in an empire all over do you want to stay the local guy and lean and mean and take big distributions do you want to keep reinvesting like i don't know you tell me and i'm like well i'm not going to tell you what you want like that defeats the purpose if i just projected what i want on you in a week you're going to be like well that's maybe not what i want and i'm like but the fact that you can't answer what do you want that's the impediment to your real growth and success but the clarity when you can understand what you want and, and define it in clarity and, and then go into why you want it. Then it makes it easier to go and, and and construct. So a lot of the things I start with is like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? To do? Let's fast forward a year. What do you want to have happen? Let's fast forward five years. What do you want to have happen? Oh, I want to be selling off into the sunset in the Bahamas and sell my company. I'm like, okay, what assets do you have? What's the, what's the enterprise value? You're a freaking sales org. You don't even install do you have any IP? Do you have any actual value? Okay, then let's start putting some tracks down right now yeah. to put some enterprise value to where somebody actually transact. Like, who are you going to sell to? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, well, how do you how do you sell when you don't even know what type of buyers are looking to buy you? <laughs> like, well, uh, okay, and I'm like, okay, you're going after private equity and banks. Are you going after a bigger solar company to acquire you? And why would you why would a bigger solar company buy you if they're already there? Like what is like, what value? Like, and so I just start quizzing them. And they're just like, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, at least your wheels turning. Yeah. Let's go. And so being a coach or consultant, it's like, it's fun because I get to ask the questions. They're afraid to ask themselves, but they know deep down inside they should be asking themselves and they're just avoiding it.
0: Yeah. No, that's key, and I think um, that's something that even just sales people can do too. Is I think you talked about this just on your most recent episode. is just that like why exercise, figuring out why you're trying to do the things you do, and like uh, you know, Dean Graciosi talks about like the seven whys and just digging super deep on the why. And most people I know, when I did that exercise, I didn't know why I, I, I had like I, had, I, I had a tough time answering the questions of why I wanted to do anything. So when well, you dig fun. seven Maybe. levels deep, it's like
1: you know. It's hard, and another exercise that I didn't mention in that podcast. It's a good one. It's like, okay, so where you you know you're gonna go build this solar company, and then what? Yeah. And then you know, do it with me. So, use you, Taylor. You're running the solar company, so you so you build this solar company, and then what?
0: Um, I. Um, I sell it and, or.
1: <laughs> so you sell the solar company. <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: sell it, sell it. Um, make tons of money, retire, and yeah, just vacation the rest of the time. Just go on the so road. So
1: you make tons of money, you vacation, and then and then what?
0: Um, yeah, just spend time with my kids, help them with soccer practice, and so uh, go skiing
1: you go skiing and then what
0: um then i buy uh, i start doing some real estate buy some houses um and
1: so you buy some real estate <laughs> you buy some houses and then
0: um and then i start buying some commercial <laughs> commercial real estate some apartment got units
1: commercial real estate got it then what <laughs>
0: Um, and then I, um, yeah, I don't know. I buy an island, just so you
1: bought an island, go, go live
0: <laughs> go on the island. And then what? Um, I, yeah, I don't know, just relax on the island, just hang out <laughs> the rest of my life.
1: <laughs> so, you've got these commercial properties, you're relaxing on an island, and then what?
0: Um, I uh,
1: so, so this is the point you can't think. So you're just now trying to answer, right?
0: Yeah, but
1: you, you're trying to give me an answer just to give me an answer. I get it. The point is, and then you die.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Eventually, you're gonna die. Should right? thought of that. Yeah. But most people never even think like they like I challenge them like this, and then what, and then what, and I'm like, so where are you going? And then they're like, oh, and then I do this, and then I do this, and I'm like, okay, and then what, and then you die. And what happens is so many people are so preoccupied about like this life after death or there's where do we come from and what's the purpose? And I'm like, we need to preoccupy more about, is there life before death? Is there life now? Is there happiness? Like we chased this whole, like, I'm going to be a $10 million company one day. Okay. And then what? It's like, where are you going? And I think I watched these businesses. They just like, I literally just had this tech company in here. They're like, we're going to do this thing. We're going to do this. And then we're going to sell in three years. And then, and then, and, then,
0: <laughs> and I'm like,
1: tough, you know, is it what, like, is this going to kill us and make us terribly unsatisfied trying to do it? Or are we going to be happy doing this? Is it fun? Are we aligned? Is it? Is what's now? Like I, I love looking in the future and I love living and taking risks, but I think so often businesses, they, they're so focused sometimes on an exit. They're so yeah. focused on the life after death. Once I'm done knocking doors, Life will be good. Yeah. I'm done running the solar company and the mud and the chaos. I'll then be in the sunset. And I'm like, really? That's what'll happen? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, let's reevaluate who you are and how you're living. And nine times out of ten, it switches to more of a personal development leadership conversation because I go, You're chasing something that's just not even really something you need to cling to and you're disappointed because you're not selling or making enough or you're super satisfied because you're making more than you ever thought but you're clinging to this expectation this ideal that you've created somehow in your mind and we need to deconstruct that sometimes and say let's get to the roots
0: yeah sure Sure. yeah and i think it's a yeah, to that point, all the people that are knocking, especially in solar, we hear that all the time. Is like, oh, I'm just gonna get uh, online leads now because I don't have to knock anymore. Or once I start managing, then I don't have to like knock anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like,
1: and then are looking. Like, managing, like I'm, I can only babysit and all no these crazy hours for X amount of years, and then they're like, "Oh, and then what?" And I am like, "How about you just love what you do now?"
0: Yeah. No, that's huge so yeah something that comes to mind um i know you helped mo follow on those boys simple solar Um, i was talking to him he was telling me that you guys helped uh you know their company out a lot probably on some of these same things um but i don't know do you have any stories around that or any any companies that you've helped them kind of identify those big things turned them around
1: yeah like take mo perfect case study doing 30 a month comes brings a bunch of the sales guys to our sales summit last year so we just had our sales summit last week in nashville last year we did it in Vegas, you know, the, just a new company, young entrepreneurs, 24, 25 years old. He's yeah. saying, okay, I'm going to do this. And he's hungry. He's ambitious. He's got swagger. He's, he's the right profile. If I could go recruit a guy like that, you're like, damn, like he's, he's stuff yeah. And he's, It's not just Mo. It's Josh his his VP. It's John. It's, it's, his Anthony. It's, it's, they have a lot of good reps that are young, hungry, and ambitious. And it was really easy for a guy like him to get caught up in the, I'm happy selling my 50 deals, 30 deals a month, making a fat override, and let's just be okay. And he took a big plunge. He joined my mastermind, even though he was the youngest dude in my mastermind group. Most of these guys are big CEOs. And um, he then hires us to consult him, and which is a six-figure dollar amount. I mean, and when we consult the company, it's like deep, deep. We recruit for you. We recruited probably 30, 40 percent of his people and helped him add a bunch of bodies. We helped him put a bunch of his sales systems together his training platforms his strategy his areas his schedule how he runs his meetings how he runs his competitions how he does like all that like we just said let's lay this out there we call it the unfair advantage and um i mean that's what we really do we have a bunch of experts and um brandon was their expert he's a stud and um what what he came to the summit he says all right i'm in let's do this And we had to compete against another one of our clients. It's also another fat success story of Voltaic, right? In the same backyard, we said, let's compete them against each other because too often companies don't have an antagonist to fight. So we just launched this National Knocking League amongst all of our consulting clients to facilitate something similar. Um, Mm -hmm. But what it is, is we said, okay, let's put this in place. And last month in March, he just did 300 solar deals. So it's like he he 10X'd his whole company. Over the last 12 months, and that we've been working with them, it's been really fun to watch him develop as a leader. Because speed of the leader speed of the team. He was in pouring into himself to say, and he was that squeaky wheel. We have a lot of clients. Some of them never talk to us. That you know, they they only raise their hand when we ask them to raise their hand. But Mo is the type that milked probably out of what he paid us three times out of what he paid us. Does that make sense? Like
0: we agreed to doing
1: this for him and we ended up doing this because he was always calling us always. I mean, he came on our company trail. he was like, how do I hang out with you guys way more? Like how do I be more and more and more and more and more and more involved so that I can get more and more and more and more out of understanding what the collective of solar, what the collective of door-to-door sales reps, what the collective of the network and what you guys bring to the table and he did it right. Like I, uh, I applaud him. I like literally was like, you don't need me anymore. Like I literally was like, you fly, little birdie. I got like a bunch <laughs> of other little, like little companies that are trying to freaking figure what you just did out, and I need to go help them. Yeah. You know, so for me, it's it's uh it's really fun. I could give you, twenty use cases like that over the last twelve months that we have. He's just really loud about it, but um, yeah. he's a stud, dude. What a stud!
0: Yeah, incredible. There. I know, I couldn't believe it. I got on the stage. Yeah, I mean, at door to door con, um, he hopped on the stage and, like, I thought it was other guys winning awards, but his entire team up there on the stage went, I can't, what, what award did he win up there? Is it like?
1: Just biggest growth or something like that. Biggest
0: growth, something, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, but, we have the DDD Industry Awards we launched this year because I felt like, you know, he didn't win a Golden Door Award because he didn't sell that much, but it's impressive what he did as far as growth and i think having those industry awards is kind of cool this year just having top management top recruiter top you know company growth and i'm excited to see how that progress progresses and and the hall of fame was a cool one this year and new people being inducted into the hall of fame will be exciting and Yeah. uh, yeah every year the event just gets cooler and cooler in my opinion
0: yeah no no doubt so yeah super cool success story um and yeah, we've interviewed Mo on the podcast. So if you didn't hear that, you can go check it out for all our listeners. Um, yeah, I'll send it to you. But yeah, the last thing I kind of wanted to touch on Sam is just, I know you probably had a lot of experience in your consulting other companies too, is just helping them get that good culture. And it's something that, um, yeah, I've, you know, the companies I'm with, we struggle with it all the time, just building like that working culture, especially in solar, like we we're talking about, just a lot of lazy guys and not wanting to, to put in like the minimum amount of time to get their results. So what do you do? How did you help Mo and these other companies you're working with? What do you do to help them get that good culture and just get these guys to stick?
1: Well, it's cool. I went to lunch yesterday with a guy named Steven, a buddy of mine. He was in charge of the culture department of Vivint Inc., Vivint Alarm. Um, there's a guy named Kevin Swiss. He worked right under him. He soon. he is now left. He works for a restaurant company. Um, this other guy, Damon just left and went to work for some other store company. So there's probably like four or five key players. This guy, Shane was video. Damon was design and, and, and we call it sales sales marketing department. And these guys were all in charge of their events, their design, their videos, but not for the customer where most people spend so much money and time developing that for the customer where they're too cheap because they don't see the ROI spending money and time putting a sales marketing department that's all for internal.
0: Mm, And
1: the companies that are winning are investing more money to market to their salespeople than they do to their customer base. Because they see an immediate ROI, they say, oh, I get one lead, I close one lead, that equals X dollars. What they don't compute is the value of a good events team, a good marketing team, internal design, video, clout, scoreboards because of the culture so like vivint solar alex she's my COO. she also worked on the sales marketing team of vivint solar
0: but so she had about
1: a five million dollar budget a year just in swag and you say okay why wh- did they make money on these competitions with the prizes and this and that no they actually broke even but what they wanted to do was elevate the water line by showing their reps a new level of personal performance through competition. So a good culture isn't just designed by competition. It's by vision. It's by relationships. You know, a lot of people, they don't take the meaningful time to build a relationship with their people. So they just hire bodies and say, good luck. Here's your pay scale. Go make it happen. Um, It's by... At innovation and, and showing uniqueness and competitive advantage if i'm just one company amongst the mix of all the other same companies using the same stuff doing the same thing what well, makes me interesting um, you know so you, so you culture is created by design not by default and what most people end up doing is they just have a default culture that they fall into based on their competency to to orchestrate culture you look at And I'm not trying to toot my horn, but we've created, we said D to D is going to become a culture. Like you, you're, you have that plaque behind you with pride. You're like, look, I was a golden door winner and it means something. And we made it mean something and we highlight it and we say, this is a big deal. We talk about it. Everybody listening. Are you going to do 130? We up the ante. It's 130 installs for 2021. And that means I'm one of the elite of the elite in solar. And you know, is there anything meaningful in your company that looks like that? Um, you know, we do community type stuff where it's like we have a nonprofit We're doing ways that people can participate. We're highlighting certain people or we're, we're collectively saying, let's, let's create value. And um, we're, we're associating with cool influences like John Maxwell's and, and Jordan Belford's and people like that. Like, so what are we doing as a company to, make us interesting and cool what are the relationships that we're building i mean me and you we've created a relationship over the few years even though it's not like we hang out go to dinner every night it's just like we still talk on instagram we still you know there's still like an association of like cool and are you doing that with your salespeople, or is it kind of like yeah i don't want to talk to them they don't matter to me like all those things create culture and my question is what is the systems that you're intentional around implementing your core values to create a culture so that everybody mm-hmm. uniform uniformly, oh my gosh, my first manager is calling me. The dude that managed me in alarms, my very first year. I haven't oh, talked no to him in, in, in 10 years. Jeez. Whoa. Um, I'll come back. Put him on but, air. What, <laughs> are we, what are we doing to create that culture? And I think yeah, people I are just that. trying to that. think that by having, I don't know, by being a company, that means they have a culture.
0: Yeah yeah that's no that's yeah i love those points and it's funny you say all these things you're saying i it's some of the exact same things that mo was talking about like i know he's doing those same things he has like a marketing department basically marketing to his reps right now he's paying a social media guy like thousands and thousands to create like you know social media content for his reps and like the leaderboards and all those things we, had so, to, like,
1: we said you have to do that in order to be play in the big leagues Mo. like you want to play in the big leagues that's what makes this company a retainable leader influence in the space and he is just milking it and killing it
0: yeah oh, that's incredible but no yeah that's huge and um yeah, some good things to think about for sure for me is we're trying to build the culture. I love doing the podcast because I can ask about a lot of the things that like like I am struggling myself with on the teams. So I go out and yeah, find I the know, best yeah. the best guy with That's that I'm, like, I'm, I'm just gonna ask him my people, questions.
1: My guests, I'm like, I get to get I get to yeah. the questions. I have pain points. Yeah. People realize I literally had like a culture reset meeting this morning with my recruiting department and I was like, guys, let's like revamp this thing and let's have a heart to heart. And I, I, mean, I'm, I'm literally like finding opportunities to to implement the same stuff I preach just like anybody else, guys. Like it's, it's people think on the outside, like, Oh, they must have it all together. I'm like, no, dude, it's not easy. having it. Like, no, we don't, but we're trying yeah. and getting the right people empowered in the right positions is so important to getting the culture bought in, but you need like, all I did today was like, guys, this is where we're going as a company. Guys, this is what's happening. Guys, this is like where what's next? And they were all like, oh, I needed that. You haven't told us that in the last week. <laughs> so yeah. it's, like, like it's just crazy how often you have to remind people to be like, this is what we're about.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, yeah. Well, Sam, thanks for sharing these things with us. Yeah. Super important for our listeners. Create that culture, create the vision, create the relationships. And then um, also, you mentioned just being part of something bigger. Um, Mo talk. I don't know if Mo is doing this anymore, but he was um, when I had him on the show. He was talking about doing a sales competition where it was a thousand dollar buy-in, and then all the money that people bought in with, the winner got to donate it to a charity of their choice. So things like that, I'm like, wow, that's super cool, man. Like, you're not just winning something. You donate your $1,000 buy-in, whoever wins the competition, to something bigger, you know, something that you can stand behind. So I think that's another thing that companies miss is, um, you know, create that vision behind the scenes and make it more than just money. As you talked about, competitions and other meaningful things you can do. So Sam, I know we got to wrap up pretty quick, let you get to your uh, call with your your first manager there. <laughs> I know, that's exciting. <laughs>
1: it's so fun. I'm like, really?
0: Uh, no, that's um, awesome. Um, but yeah, before we wrap up here, can you tell people about the event you have coming up? You're doing some event on the road and then just maybe where people can find uh, you and yeah, reach out to you.
1: So the DDD d tour is coming up. We're going May 17th to LA then like the 19th to Phoenix then we go to Dallas then we go to Atlanta then we go to Orlando Charlotte Newark New Jersey Chicago Denver and Salt Lake City so we're hosting 10 events in 10 states and driving around the country where you can for 40 bucks bring your whole sales team per ticket and uh come and do a half-day sales training. It's like, people are sick of hearing Taylor in this correlation meeting teaching the same crap, <laughs> let's be honest, it's like, so um, I'm like, just run a better, cooler sales meeting where I, I train and we've got a tax and a finance and a real estate and, you know, kind of some other cool speakers that are gonna be doing some panels and um, in each of these markets and, and really just training on um, really cool sales techniques and and getting your people some new relevant stuff and fired up to to give them some juice to go into the next couple of weeks you know
0: sweet guess yeah. so guys that <laughs> blew my mind 40 bucks if you're not there i mean you're not gonna find an event it. like, cheaper than that
1: you're you know? not, never i i literally like my whole team so like we have a sales boot camp next week so anybody that's interested i mean you are probably want to hear this by the time it's out but like we host a sales boot camp it's a thousand bucks it's a two-day event we host a, a business boot camp 2500 bucks um yeah. and then everybody's like And 2,000 bucks was last year for DoorDorkon. And that's like 40 (laughs) bucks. And people are like, like, I I literally was like, I'm not even doing it to make money. Like, I just want to pay for the venue, guys. I'm doing it because I want to get out in the streets. So I'm going to go knock in each of these markets. And I was like, this is my way of getting me out of my comfort zone and giving back. And really, we're actually just promoting the DDD Association. The certification is coming out next week. So level one. Non nonprofit. It's a it's a it's a certification that the door to door association is launched that will educate on sales practices, licensing terms, things like that for door to door people to be validated by a third party and gain credibility in the streets. So it's a really passion project that I've been pushing, and really that's the big push. So yeah.
0: no, that's awesome you're doing incredible things so we salute you Sam we appreciate you for the value you're adding to the industry changing the lives of the solar professionals uh, professionals, our solarpreneurs so thanks again for coming on the show and guys we'll hope, we hope to see you at the next event Sam's doing it's going to be awesome 40 bucks you can't beat it so be there and uh, Sam thanks for coming on the show today
1: thank you appreciate it
0: okay we'll talk soon Yeah, okay, we'll see you Hey, solar printers, quick question. What if you could surround yourself with the industry's top performing sales pros, marketers, and CEOs and learn from their experience and wisdom in less than 20 minutes a day? For the last three years, I've been placed in the fortunate position to interview dozens of elite solar professionals and learn exactly what they do behind closed doors to build their solar careers to an all-star level. That's why I want to make a truly special announcement about the new solar learning community exclusively for solar professionals to learn, compete, and win with the top performers in the industry. And it's called Soul Society. This learning community was designed from the ground up to level the playing field and give Solar Pros access to proven mentors who want to give back to this community and help you or your team to be held accountable by the industry's brightest minds for, are you ready for it, less than $3.45 a day. Currently, Sol Society is closed to the public and membership is by invitation only. But solarpreneurs can go to SoulCiety.co to learn more and have the option to join a waitlist when a membership becomes available in your area. Again, this is exclusively for solarpreneur listeners, so be sure to go to www.solciety.co to join the waitlist and learn more now. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again in the next episode.